number one seed has been beaten in the quarterfinals of the Big South Tournament only once. Winthrop beat Towson State in 1993. DJ Burns, 6'9", to jump center for Winthrop. 6'9", Lytle Elmore for High Point. There is a crowd at the Coliseum tonight. It is not large. It is somewhere in the neighborhood of 500, which is the largest Winthrop has had so far this year. DJ Burns was the star in the title game last year. Ball in the air along the near sideline. It's tipped out of bounds. It's Winthrop ball. Kyle Zunick kind of deked Emil Flowers into touching that ball along the sideline. Up top right, Corbin penetrates and pitches. Corner three, Vaudrin. Yes! Five to one, Winthrop. Russell Jones with it, three on three break. Jones leaves it for a trailer. King, right wing three, yes, and a foul! The foul is off the ball. The three is gonna count, and Winthrop's gonna have possession. Rebounded by Vaudrin. Eagles right to left with 12.05 to go. Fold in a left wing three, yes! Tubby Smith badly needs a timeout. Maybe he needs a couple of them. It's 23 to six, Winthrop. Out ahead to Vaudrin at two on one. Alley-oop arm, slam dunk! Adonis Arms caught it and cocked it and threw it home. 42-23, Winthrop. Vaudron drives middle, underhand scoop, Claxton slam dunk. If you're not making tacos, I don't love you no more. 47-27, Winthrop. High points, one of 10 on threes. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. Zunik corner three, good on the pass from Vaudron. It's gotta be fun to play with a guy like that <laughs> who's always looking for everyone else. And just, just take off, get to the corner, get space, he's gonna find you. Chandler Vaudrin looking for a triple-double, one assist shy. Winthrop's got the game in hand with 4.10 to go. Vaudrin dribbling up top. Vaudrin high post using a Talford screen. Backdoor arm, slam dunk! A triple-double for Chandler Vaudrin. And Coach Kelsey calls timeout. The second ever triple-double in the Big South Conference Tournament. The fourth triple-double for Vaudrin in a Winthrop uniform and the eighth in the career of the Big South Conference Player of the Year. Tubby Smith walking down the sideline to fist pump and acknowledge Coach Kelsey. The final score, Winthrop 83, high point 54, as Winthrop punches their ticket to the Big South semifinal on Thursday night against either Asheville or Longwood. Glad there were tacos involved. Wow. <laughs> big, big games call for big tacos. What that highlight didn't have was later on I asked Bjorn Broman and Keon Moore, who broadcast the game with me tonight because you were on the TV side, whether they like tacos or not. And Bjorn, <laughs> you know, Bjorn's from Minnesota. Yeah. And, and sometimes people in Minnesota are not the most adventurous yeah. eaters of all yeah. time. He didn't really have a lot to say. And Keon goes, I love tacos. <laughs> I mean, but. But they had no clue about our shenanigans. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been on social media yeah, a yeah. little bit. They, they might or they might not. Yeah. Um, 
but it was a fun night of basketball at the Coliseum on Monday. It was one of those games that if you and I had been broadcasting it together, oh, it would have gone off the, <laughs> the rails rip. because the game was over about six, eight minutes in. Winthrop just destroys High Point in the Big South quarter, so, 83-54. So I went into a commercial break saying Winthrop is up by a Larry Bird. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> they were up thirty-three. It, yeah, it's true. I mean, that that and that's the type of game it was. I mean, it it, it was a twenty-point game in the first what ten, twelve. But minutes. you never. I mean, no one, nobody, nobody in this building, whether it was the five hundred plus people that were here, High Point, Winthrop, media, uh, janitors, uh, managers. I mean, nobody thought this game was ever in question. I mean, there was a long period of the second half where I described it as an AAU game. I mean, there was there was no structure. High points oh, dudes got to the point where they're like, I- I'm going to jack, jack it up, it up now. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was out of hand early. But, man, Winthrop, 24 assists yeah. on 28 baskets. And Chandler Vaudron, the, the player of the year in the league, goes for a triple-double again. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's not it's like... It's his eighth in his career, right? And second in the tournament is um, third this year. Yeah, it's his first in the tournament, the second ever, uh, ever in the, tournament. In yeah, the yeah, Big yeah, South yeah. tournament. But, I mean, eight career triple-doubles. I don't care what level you're yeah, at. That is impressive. That is amazing. Yeah, and, and he's now the sole leader in the uh, NCAA this year with three. Yeah, well, at one point he had, he was the only with two. Mm-hmm. And then in the same week, a guy from Illinois guy had from Illinois, two yeah. of them. Yeah. And now Vaudron goes for three, a special night. Russell Jones, who, you know, he's only playing 15 minutes or so a game, yeah. goes for 10 assists and one turnover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 24 assists on uh, sixty on 28 made baskets, uh, 53 rebounds against 39, 18 to 13 on the offensive glass. Uh now, Winthrop did turn it over twice more, but I mean, the first half, I think they had like four turnovers. I mean, it was a destruction. It was a destructive. And yeah. High Point's only chance was John Michael Wright to go crazy, and he was the exact opposite of crazy. <laughs> he had 12 first half points and then didn't score for like the first 12 minutes of the second half. He was 6 of 17 shooting. And, you know, Tubby Smith told us in the pregame show that he needed to score 50. And he was joking, but, but it wasn't that far right. from the truth. It wasn't that far off. I would say the other thing, Dave, um, and this is something that we were talking with Winthrop coaches this week about, they were okay with John Michael Wright getting whatever points he got as long as the points were close to field goal attempts. And it was right on the number, 17 points. On 17 attempts, he made six of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, Winthrop hit 12 threes, and High Point was one of 13 on threes. It was yeah. just a dominating effort. And now you get Longwood in the semifinals. They beat a shorthanded Asheville team tonight. Uh, honestly, Mike, it feels like it's been forever since Winthrop played Longwood. Mm-hmm. I know it's only been... I don't know, six weeks, seven weeks, something like that. I mean, I I look back at the scores of the game on the broadcast. I can't tell you I remember a great deal of of, – I think the first game was close for a while and then Winthrop kind of kicked it into gear. I don't think the second game was close really at all. Um, I'm not going to sit here and break down Longwood. I've certainly watched them play several times, but – I guess tonight, Leslie and Kerryum, their big man, had a had a big, big game. He was like 9 of 11 shooting or something. But it doesn't feel like 
a semi-final opponent. Now, you and I both really like Griff Aldrich, yes. the coach of Longwood. And to me, the question that comes up, the, the automatic question that comes up is, what are they going to do style-wise? Because they have modeled themselves to a degree after Winthrop. They want to get up and down the court. They want to shoot three-pointers. No one has had success doing that against Winthrop this year. When Asheville beat Winthrop, they tempoed them. And in the other games that have been close and hard fought, it has been a team kind of taking the air out of the ball. Will Longwood try that? Will they change their DNA and what they've done to try to slow the game down? Probably. I mean, Winthrop had, I think, 52 and 57 shots in the two games in reverse order. The lower number was in the second game, and that was the second game of a back-to-back. They only had 52 shots, really. That's 52, Yeah, 22 of 52, 7 of 24 from 3, 19 of 21 at the free throw line. Um, 17 fouls for Longwood in that game, 13 for Winthrop. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the conventional wisdom from opposing coaches, Dave, is that Look, you're not going to – I mean, it's like – it'd be like you and I trying to keep up with Usain Bolt in a 100-meter dash. You try to trip him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's silly for – I mean, it's not even worth trying to – I'm not to say – I'm saying us against Usain Bolt is ridiculous. But I think what other coaches have tried to do to some extent is continue to do some of the things that they do well while trying to take Winthrop out of rhythm. And that's hard to do. And, you know, only once in conference play, four times overall, has Winthrop been out-rebounded. And all four of those games were wins. I mean, the great equalizer, Billy Donovan always said, was the three-point shot. And Longwood is a capable Mm -hmm. three-point shooting team. So you could play your game and hope you have a better three-point shooting day than your opponent. You could say, we're going to guard the three-point line. We're going to make Winthrop score two-pointers. And while they score twos... We try to score threes. It wouldn't surprise me if they get into an up-tempo game, but they are running Winthrop off the three-point line. Right, and I think that's where Adonis Arms comes in because if you have the ability to score in the paint, now now granted, Winthrop has drivers. I mean, Chandler Vazer, if he's driving in the lane and being efficient in his scoring, you have Russ Jones that can dribble drive. But Arms is that guy, I think, that can – by his dribble drive penetration, I think it frees up space outside. So he can draw draw traffic, maybe draw one or two guys, maybe three guys, and then dish it out if he if he can't finish at the rim. And he's got the ability to get to the free throw line. So, I mean, what if you went with a game plan, something along the lines of, and this is very dangerous as we try to play armchair coach, but if you're you, not the coach, yeah, exactly. If you hugged your men, if you didn't let Charles Falden and Josh Corbin get off three-point shots and if Chandler Vaudron drives you don't help right. you just you, you stay pinned to your other guys and Chan is a terrific player he does almost everything well but at times we've seen him struggle to score in tight he, he's probably a better 10-foot shooter or 8-foot shooter than in among the trees what if you just manned him up and said if this guy hits 10 layups against me today he scores 20 points, but we're not going to let him pass to beat us. And that's certainly one one avenue to take. I think the problem with that, though, is because of Winthrop's diversity in offense, uh, I think that might work for a while, but I don't know that – I mean, look, this guy's a, a walking assist machine, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know – I think I like what you're going with saying 
uh, it's almost like with John Michael Wright, like, you know, you got to defend him away from the basketball. And it's sort of a similar principle with Chan is, is you can't, you know, let him make all those passes, but he's still going to get a couple. Yeah, and the glass is a problem too because it's one thing to get the initial stop. Winthrop had 18 offensive rebounds today. They, they just swarm four guys to the offensive glass. So if you get the initial stop, that doesn't mean the possession is over. Well, and in the first game, it was the 72-61 to 61 Winthrop win. The Eagles were 46-26 in the paint. Yeah, right. You know, and they only had four threes in that game. So, what was the rebounding? The rebounding was uh, it was plus one Winthrop, thirty nine to thirty eight. But Winthrop was minus five in the offensive class. Wow. What was the second game? The second game. I'm glad you asked that, Dave, because I have it right here. Let's go to the Big South News <laughs> Center, Mike. Uh, it was thirty eight twenty seven, so plus eleven, and it was nine uh, five on the offensive glass, plus four for Winthrop. So they did a seventeen good assists in that second game too. 13 turnovers, 5-17 and 17 assisted turnovers for Longwood in that second game. So Longwood did a pretty good job of keeping Winthrop off the offensive glass, by and large. And in the second game, Winthrop had the big rebounding edge. Is that a correct summary? Yes. I, I just, I don't know that you can beat Winthrop. I mean, I say all these things, and then you look at the But that was the second game of a back-to-back, too, right? So I mean, what does that factor in, if at all? Who knows? I mean, you look at the way Winthrop lost this year. They've lost one game, and all the axioms that they can't lose if they're doing the job on the glass. Well, they pounded Asheville yeah. on the glass in that game. But but I think that game was more of an anomaly than, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they easily could have won that game. Let me ask you this. Please. I, I don't know if Winthrop's going to beat Longwood Thursday. I don't know if they're going to beat uh, – I don't actually, I don't even know who won the Campbell-Gardner-Webb game tonight. Oh, uh, I, I lost track of that game a little while ago doing our post-game work. Um, so Radford is going to host either Campbell or Gardner-Webb. Uh, Campbell won 63-57. I, I don't know if Winthrop's going to beat Longwood or Campbell and Radford if they play in the championship game. But it's so hard to answer how good is this Winthrop team since they didn't play any Power 5 teams. We've seen them play the Big South. They are dominating the Big South. They have been terrific. They are a big favorite to win the conference tournament. Whether they're going to win it or not, that remains to be seen. But they are a significant favorite to win it. Then those three other games that they played at the very beginning of the year beat Little Rock. They have not turned out to be a good basketball right, team. Right. They beat Greensboro and Furman, who are atop the SoCon standings, but not like going like 17-1 in the league. They're kind of, you know, like 12-5 and type in the league, and you you haven't played kind of a top 50, top 75 team the entire year. When Winthrop has played well, they look like a legitimate top 25 team. The way they played tonight, if you told me right now Winthrop's going to make the NCAA tournament and you give me that performance, I think they have a heck of a chance to win a game. Absolutely. But the numbers tell you, that the first 11 games of the regular season, Winthrop scored 86.5 points, shot 48% from the floor, shot 37% from the three. And the last 10, they scored 71 points a game, shot 43% from the floor and 33% from three. Tonight looked like the beginning of the season. Now, their defense has been really, really mm -hmm. good over the last month and a half, but the offense, teams tempoed them. Teams slowed it down. Yeah. 
it'll be really interesting to see what Longwood does on Thursday if Winthrop's fortunate enough to advance either Campbell or Radford. Obviously, they like playing the slow game. Campbell plays a Princeton mm-hmm. offense. They want to hold the ball for 25 and 30 seconds. And Radford, their best shot is a missed shot that they go get the offensive rebound. They're slow and methodical, too. So I don't know what we see Thursday. I don't know if Winthrop wins on Thursday. But if they do, it will be a contrast in styles on Sunday. Yeah, it certainly will. And this team is, you know, it's got that chip on their shoulder. They're primed. They're ready to go. They, they want to, uh, you know, I think there's still a lot of, I don't want to use the word resentment. I don't think that's the right word. But there is a lot of motivation for this team because they saw two of their two of their brothers, two of their teammates, not have the ability to go to the NCAA tournament. And that's been a big, you know, because we've talked a lot of, you know, the one good thing about the pandemic is in a weird way, we've actually talked to the, the guys more than we normally do. You know, we normally talk to them, you know, a couple of them, a couple, but it just, you know, it's it's been more intimate, I guess, with, over the Zoom and, and just um, – you know, we've gotten to know these guys a little bit better than, than you know, maybe some teams in the past. That's something that has – because we've asked them almost to a man that question, and they all – especially the upperclassmen, I mean, they all know that, you know, it was they're, a lost opportunity. They're hungry. They're bought in. They feel like they missed out on something. But everyone else does too. It, it's not like Longwood, Radford, Campbell aren't coming out like they're playing for something Yeah, but, it, but but the difference is – it, it's like I bring a brand new Porsche to your house and say, this is going to be your car tomorrow, and then I take it home and you never get to drive it. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is an after a fair comparison or not, but when you and I got here and somebody sent us a picture today of us in our first year here, and my God, the uh, follicle gods <laughs> have not been good to me, and uh, you looked like you were still a teenager. Yeah. Um, when Winter beat Notre Dame, that was a team – that all year had that mantra, unfinished business. Because the year before that, they had lost to Tennessee in the dying seconds of the NCAA tournament. Unfinished business. We're going to get back, and we're going to win a game. I don't know that I've seen or heard Winthrop use that, but there is that feel that they missed out on something last year, and now they want to redeem that. Well, and not to get too etherical, but this team just, it seems like there's a lot unspoken, but they know it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, this team has a really good feel for themselves that they, they really enjoy being around each other. They enjoy each other's success. I mean, Keyshawn Hunter, who's a, a four-year winter player, a senior, you know, mostly a scout team guy, but he's gotten into some games over the years. He hit a corner three, and you would have thought, yep. you know, I mean, and I mean that in a good way. Like, Winthrop, you know, it was his first career three, and, uh, you know, his teammates were, were pumped up for him. I mean, he was a manager his freshman yeah. year and then has played on the team the last two years, and that was his first three-pointer since his sophomore year. He hit one, and you're right. The team exploded like they had they had won the championship. Yeah. I mean, they were really genuinely Happy for excited him. for him. Now, I, I'm just looking this up here on the fly. Since Winthrop has played Longwood, the Lancers have gone 8-2. and two. Mm. So I, I knew that they had been playing – very well, and then they win like six or seven in a row, seven Something in a row. Like I think. I, I'm pretty sure they were two and eight in the Big South when they left the Coliseum. They finished ten and ten, and now they're twelve and fifteen overall. So maybe it's maybe it's nine and nine and yeah, I think they're eight and two, nine and two. I think they're nine and two mm-hmm. since they last played here. They're obviously playing very good ball, and, and you know, 
they got nothing to lose. They're they're playing on the road. They're playing against a team who's twenty one and one. It's a program in Longwood that has not had any sustained success. You and I both think the staff has done a really good job. They're coming in here playing with house money. Oh, totally. I mean, this is fool's gold, if you will. I mean, they're coming in and they're they're going to let it fly. And I think we've seen a lot of that this year, where. If Winthrop steps on their throat early, like they did tonight against High Point, maybe it's a lopsided game. But you watch the confidence in the Longwood bench grow. If they're in it four minutes in, they'll be jumping out as the first media timeout comes. If at the third media timeout, 12, 13 minutes into the game, they're ahead or it's tight, there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm. If you're Winthrop and you're the big favorite and you're the number one seed, you have to quiet that and make a statement. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a dogfight. Look, this is one of those situations that if you don't want it to be uncomfortable, you know, they need to come out and play like they did tonight and get up to a big lead early and just keep steamrolling. Now, uh, towards the end of the half in this game against High Point, um, you know, they cut a 24-point deficit down to, what, like 16, 15, I think? And yep. then and then Winthrop said, okay, enough of this. We're getting back up by, you know, 33. Yeah, they 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 asserted their will. Uh, you know, Keon Moore said it on the broadcast tonight. Both halves started kind of the same. Similar, yeah. We I, talked about that on the TV broadcast. Yeah, for for like two minutes, three minutes, and then Winthrop just kicked it in a, a different gear, and the game was over. So, fun quarterfinal. Excited for Thursday's semifinal and. Uh, if Winthrop makes it to the championship game, we'll be united to talk tacos on Sunday. <laughs> with bur- with burgers? Yeah, with salt. With salt? Something like that. Oh, do they have good burgers? I screwed yeah. up the line. <laughs> I merged the two together. <laughs> All right, that's it. Hey, well, you know, you can get involved with the show. Oh, a call to action? A call to action, yeah. It's listener-supported bearded car cast. Uh, we don't have a Peloton or what is it, what's the thing? Patreon? Maybe we need to look into that. <laughs> yeah. But you can uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We accept uh, cryptocurrency. Yes. You're big in the cryptocurrency. I wouldn't say big. Well, uh, well, between the two of us, you have the bigger stash of Bitcoin. Well, And I that's because that, I don't have any. Yeah, I think that's more indicative of your <laughs> stash than anything else. <laughs> All right. Well, send us an email, beardedcarcast at outlook.com. You can always follow along at Bearded Carcast. Make sure you uh, give a listen on Thursday night. If you're not near a radio and you want to watch it on TV, I think it's going to be on ESPN3 or ESPN Plus, one of the two. But uh, hopefully on Sunday you'll be able to, to hear both of us on uh, 1041 The Bridge. Not near a radio? Well. It's 2021. Everyone's got several with well, them all the time. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, keep listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast. And uh, subscribe. Leave us and, you know, do something. Do something. Do something. Hashtag do, do something. something. All right, that's uh, that's it for all other media. We'll say goodnight here from Rock Hill.